You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry. I am a wedding photographer in Tampa, Florida. And joining me, as always, is Gary Hughes, a photographer from Orlando, Florida. Hello there. How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. I actually have, um, I had a problem this weekend because... I quit drinking after the first of the year. That is a problem. Yes. That's no, a big problem. Not permanently. I don't, you know, I'm not a loser. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I quit drinking because, you know, our babies do this month. Right. Yes, babies do any, literally any second now. As a matter of fact, it could have already arrived by the time someone hears this podcast. Absolutely. But so what happens is after the first of the year, since our babies do this month, right? I decided that you know, we can, you can literally go into labor at any time. A baby can be three weeks early, sure, a month sure. early. Happens all the time. So I didn't want to be drinking or even partially inebriated when Julie goes into labor because she's going to, if I'm ah. not with her, I have to be able to drive her to the hospital or go right. somewhere I am and meet her. Right. And so I need to have my head on a swivel, my wits about me. So I've quit drinking, but here's the interesting thing. All right. If you're like a get home and have a couple of beers at the end of the day type of guy, which is typically what I am. Sure. I it helps me sleep real well. Okay. And then if I have a night which is also frequent where I don't drink anything, I'll go to bed and I will have a hard time falling asleep without one or two beers. You know, it sort of like takes the edge off your brain a little bit because I right. just sit up thinking about stuff. Right. After about two weeks of not drinking, your body sort of goes back to normal, and now I can sleep just fine. And I go right to sleep. I yeah. sleep all night. Yeah. But my my dreams are really vivid. You have vivid dreams now because you haven't had a couple of beers. Exactly. Same thing happened to me when I got off the methamphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I found that my dreams changed drastically when I stopped uh, smoking the pipe. And <laughs> I'm sorry. So besides that, so here's what I'm dreaming about. This is because I never remember my dreams otherwise. Okay. I'm dreaming about work, which sucks. Wait a minute. What kind of dream, though? Is it an anxiety dream? No, just... Okay. Like you, uh, right? We've been in volleyball season right now, so we're shooting a lot of high volume sports. So it's a lot of step and repeat stuff with kids. You know, they come in, they hold the volleyball, they smile, right. you take the picture. Hundreds of them, hundreds of them. And I'm sitting there, and now I go to bed after shooting volleyball all day, and then I'm dreaming about shooting volleyball because it's such a repetitive task. It's like, okay, stand on the right. line, hold the ball like this, put your hand on your hip, turn this way, right. smile, right. click, click. Okay, now do this, click, click, and then the kid goes, and I'm have I dreamt about it all. Night. Let me ask you this. Do you have a work-related anxiety dream, repeating anxiety dream that you have from time to time? Yes. What is your anxiety dream? It is, you know, I, I hate to, I don't, we don't shoot that many weddings, so I don't want to make it seem like that's all we do, but my work-related anxiety dream is I'm at a wedding, right. and the wedding's starting, and I can't get my equipment to work. Right. And here's the dream I had most recently. It was the most beautiful place out of your imagination. It looked like What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. Remember sure. that movie? It sure. just looked like fantasy with the most beautiful couple, most beautiful dress, just best possible scenario. And they're getting ready and all this stuff. And I can't, my lens won't fit on my camera and right. my camera won't turn on and my battery's dead. And they just go ahead with the wedding. And so I'm sitting there trying to get, and then I borrow a camera. I run out and I buy one, and that one's broken too. And then nothing works, and then the wedding's happening, and the sun's setting, and the sky's purple and yellow and orange. And I still, and then I wake up sweating. Oh, yeah. And not because I'm ruining their wedding day by not getting pictures, but because I'm missing out on making all those awesome pictures. Here's the thing with me. I do not have an anxiety dream related to photography. Even though I have not done it for, oh, 13 or 14 years now. I had a 
long, extensive career in radio. I was a disc jockey. And I still have the same anxiety dream that I had when I did that for a living, which I don't understand because you would think by now that I would have switched over to a new anxiety dream that was based on photography. But I still have the dream where I can't get into the studio and the song is ending. The song is ending, and I, I can't find the studio, or I can't open the door, or something is keeping me from getting to the song, getting to the microphone, because for a disc jockey, that's a big thing. You know, the song ends, and you're not on the microphone. That's huge. Dead air is terrible. Yes, dead the air worst is, thing is, ever. is a monster. And I still have that dream to this day. That is my quote-unquote anxiety dream, and, and I'm ready to go and put that dream aside. Well, here's the thing. Put that dream to bed. Yeah, I would, just, walk, I, I, would, I would just. I think it's time for me to switch over to having the I'm at the wedding and don't have my camera dream. Well, maybe one day that'll happen to you. But the reason I bring this up is because when you work all day at something and then you dream about work, have you ever really left work in your mind? No. It's like never having any time off. It's like you're working around the clock because now the you're worst. dreaming about work. Why can't I dream about awesome stuff? Right. Like a you know a bunch of naked swimsuit models. Or, yes. Heck. I dream about anything, driving a sports car, winning the lottery, just any kind of dream except for shooting. And it's not, right. even, it's not even good shooting, like I'm having an amazing time shooting this awesome, interesting shoot, and my friends are there, and my parents are there clapping and cheering me right. on. I'm shooting repetitive step-and-repeat sports photography. It's boring, mundane. It's boring, right. mundane. But anyway, so uh, we got a really exciting show today. Um, we do. I want to get to a question, and because we haven't really covered this very specifically, we've had a few different people write in and ask us about business stuff. Sure. And we have a fantastic guest today on the show. Actually, our first guest ever we, on Our the first show. ever guest on Photobomb. We have my really great friend and fantastic photographer, Megan Harper, is, is going to be on the show in just a minute. She is fantastic. She is the queen of sales, and she has a thriving business in New Smyrna Beach where she shoots a lot of newborns and other stuff. So if you were going to talk about promotions, sales, pricing and the whole nine yards, and she's basically going to know more about it than either of us. Yes, Because we don't absolutely. really do it. So we thought we'd bring in the hired guns and the expert. And you can catch Megan coming up at Imaging USA 2015 in Nashville. She'll be speaking on a uh, panel for PPA Charities, which would be really oh, cool. very nice. And she will also be speaking at uh, SEPA in Athens, Georgia, coming up um, this spring, and that is the Southeastern Professional Photographers Association. And that's a really, really great convention. And if you are a member of SEPA, I do believe that the convention doesn't cost anything to go to, which is really cool. So that's a plus. All right. So we have a question, and the question is from Casey in New York. And she wants to know, she's having trouble with the business side of photography, wants to know about sales, what products to sell, and what to price things. So to answer that question, let's bring in the hired gun. Hi, Megan. How's it going? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Doing really, really good. I'm super excited that you're our first guest because, uh, one, uh, you're an awesome friend of mine, and uh, two, because this is sort of your area, sales and stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. I have to make a confession. I'm just going to go ahead and get on the table right now. Okay. Uh, Megan Harper is a fantastic <laughs> photographer. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yes. Uh, and, and no sales backwards and forwards. But that is not why I like Megan Harper. Why do you like Megan Harper? <laughs> and Megan knows what I'm going to say. I like Megan Harper because <laughs> Megan is a huge devotee of yoga. Am I right? Absolutely. Yes. And almost every day on Facebook, Megan puts a picture of a yoga pose on Facebook. And it 
I love this picture because it's, you know, it's, it's she's doing something I can't do. She's healthy and everything else, but also because I'm a guy and she's a woman in tight clothes and she's on the floor and doing weird poses and stuff. And I, I, it brightens my <laughs> every day to see you, Megan. <laughs> well, Megan, on that note, you had a project you completed recently that had to do with yoga. Would you tell us a little bit about that? On my handstand project? Absolutely. That's For a year yeah. she did this. Mm-hmm. Right. But first of all, I want to tell you guys about your anxiety dreams. I just, I think that the both of you probably need to do some yoga because I don't have any anxiety dreams and that's probably why. So I just want to recommend that you guys do yoga and maybe even do it together. Is there such a thing as being too fat for yoga? I I can show you some partner yoga poses that you guys would look really good in. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I've Um, seen, I've seen the partner (laughs) yoga poses that you do and there's no way in hell I would ever do one of those partner yoga poses with Gary. Anyways, that's, just, we'll that's a that's that a problem. Well, let me just say this, though, too. about This is true. Yoga people or karate people or, or I eat organic shake people, when someone's into something, they hold that thing responsible for every good thing in their life. You know what I mean? It would be like, I got pulled over by a cop today, and he let me out of the ticket. Yep. And you know why? Be because yoga. I do yoga. <laughs> I do yoga, and that's why. Yeah. So have you gotten out of any tickets using yoga, Megan? Um, no, I just use my smile, and then they just let me go. So tell us about the handstand project. Yes. Okay, so my handstand project, I basically, on my 39th birthday, I decided to do a 365-day handstand project. And I don't even know why, but basically, I just, I've never stuck to any one project for an entire year. So it was just super important to me to, to try to do this. So every day for 365 days, I posted a different picture of a handstand. And, you know, sometimes it would be on location. Sometimes it was in the studio. Sometimes it was with a partner. And it would just got super fun and creative. Um, and I wore different costumes and things like that. So it just ended up being a super fun and creative project that I was able to commit myself to. And it actually ended up... Um, really promoting my business because my clients would be talking about it and their kids would be excited about it and they would bring their kids in to do handstands with me. So I would say all around it was just great as a personal project but also um, as a business as well. It really was because I, I didn't really know Megan and she was into this project when I, when I either met her or through Facebook somebody was like, you know, a friend of a friend so I'll friend her. And that was how I first was introduced to her was every day. Here's a new handstand. Yep. And at first, I was like, oh, yeah, handstand. And then after like the first two or three weeks, I was like, holy crap, she's doing a handstand every single day and in different yep. locations and different costumes. And it actually, I thought it was a really a really cool project. And, and I was so impressed Thank that you, you did it for an entire year. Now, Megan, did you anticipate? And with a dislocated wrist. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you anticipate yeah. the effect that it would have business-wise? Because I know that um, – Social media is huge for photographers, and were you? did you anticipate at all that this was going to have an effect on your business? No, not at all. And actually, I was a little hesitant to, to um, tie it together with my personal Facebook, knowing that all my clients would see it, because in some of the handstands, you know, I have little yoga clothes on. Oh, you I know. know. I know. You know what I mean? So I, I was a know. little hesitant, because a lot of my clients are mom. Boo-ray! <laughs> I'm very aware. So was, I'm very aware of what you wear in the yoga poses, Megan. Anyway, I have I a private gallery I've kept of my favorites. <laughs> but it ended up being a source of inspiration for my clients and people I didn't even know. People were messaging me and you know asking me what type of yoga they should do and asking me advice on fitness and things like that. So it just ended up being super awesome. So that's a really really cool um, way to segue into business because we we do get questions about. 
sales and pricing and things like that. So let me ask you, how are you doing your portrait sales? Um, I do my portrait sales in person um, by projection, and I use ProSelect. Now, are you in a a Um, home studio or are you in a retail studio space? I'm in a retail space, um, but even when I had a home studio, I still did it in my home studio as well. And so you're using an actual projector, and did you say you're using ProSelect? Mm-hmm, and I've used ProSelect since I, probably like a month after I opened my business, I started using ProSelect. It was the best thing I ever did. Now, you said that you started a home studio, and then you moved to a retail mm-hmm. location. Why did you make the move, and, and, and how did it affect your business? <laughs> well, quite honestly, the reason I did it is because I have four kids. And I cannot keep my house clean for anything. <laughs> and I'm serious. And I had two dogs and two cats and a bird. And I'm like, it was impossible for me to try to clean up the house really fast, knowing that people are going to walk by my family room to go right. up into my home studio. Right, right. It was just too much stress. So yeah. that was the reason. And then also I needed to separate work and home. Yeah, I have a home studio. Just and for my, and the sake of my brain. Yeah, My dream would be to have a home studio with a separate entrance. You know, yeah, that, 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 that would be the best dream. of both yeah. worlds because then you could yep, you wouldn't have to really drive was. to your location, but you wouldn't have to clean your house every time somebody comes there. So, Megan, let exactly. me ask you: um, you're uh, you're using uh, projection sales in your studio. What products mm-hmm. are you selling the most of? What's the thing that you're known for? Well, it seems to change. Um, I would say right now, people are really into um, expressions panels, which for me that means like a 20 by 20 or a 30 by 30 um, collage of between four and nine pictures because it seems like a lot of times people have a hard time narrowing it down to one big wall portrait or maybe they just don't want one big wall portrait. They want a range of expressions in the product that they get. And so the expressions panel um, is a big seller for me. They'll get like on the expressions panel maybe one big picture of the child, and then three little headshots of different expressions. And it, it's, a, it's a huge seller for me right now. Well, let me ask you a question then, um, because you're definitely selling printed products, and there's a lot of photographers out there that are tr- struggling between selling finished printed products and selling digital files. So how do you incorporate mm-hmm. digital into your business? Well, when people ask me about digital files, I explain to them that most of my clients are looking for a finished product that they can hang up on their walls and that they don't have to deal with and they don't have to go get printed. So I kind of, um, I put it that way. Like, you know, I want to hand over to them an heirloom piece that they can just hang up on their wall to make their lives easier. Um, but then I do say um, that if they are interested in digital files and and I, I say that some of our clients are a little more tech savvy and sometimes they do want the digital files that they can possibly print themselves. And so, you know, I I do sell them occasionally, but I just make sure that the investment level is high enough that it's worth it for me to sell those as opposed to selling a a printed product. Now, what I've done before, and let me ask you, is I've had people come in and they say, well, what would you charge me just to get a disc with a whole bunch, with with 20 retouched digital files? And I have said, okay, let's say that my number that I want to make off of a portrait sale is 1500 bucks. So I say 1500 uh-huh. bucks, and then they give me the 1500 and I give them a disc with 20 retouch files on it, and they can do whatever they want. Now, that's more right. profitable, for, profitable for me than if I sell them $2,000 worth of stuff and give them a bunch of prints. So you're right. obviously, if you put up your digital files at a premium price and just stop selling finished products, you could actually reduce your physical costs. So what is it that, that um, drives you to be the type of photographer that sells finished products? 
Um, I'm a control freak. And <laughs> I, I want my work printed by the best lab in the country. I want it to look great when it's hanging on their walls. I don't want them going to some low-budget place and and getting prints that look horrible and telling everybody, look, Megan Harper did my portraits. You know, so it's, and I'll tell them that, that the reason that I want to give you a finished piece is because I'm a control freak and I want my work, um, I want my work to look, you know, look as good as it looks when I'm projecting it onto the wall, when I'm showing them. And if they get it printed somewhere cheap, it's not going to look that good and it's not going to be a source of pride for me or for them. Have you ever lost clients over that? Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say lost clients because I feel like people who who want all of the images on a disc for a really cheap price, they're not my clients anyway. Right. That is you so know, extremely true, and, and I say it to people all the time. Right. And, and you know, not everyone is your client. And no. No, not everyone is your client. There's, you know, I, the, the thing I like to say is you don't see the guy who runs Neiman Marcus complaining because people are going to Walmart. Those aren't his clients. Exactly. They're not his clients. They're not his clients. And they probably never will be, and that's okay. Exactly. It's not like suddenly if Walmart wasn't there, they would go to Neiman Marcus. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> so let me ask you about clients then, Megan. Um, since you do, you're looking for a very specific client, somebody who is mm-hmm. not only likes your work, they value photography and they value finished uh, pieces of art that you make for them. Where are right. you generating these clients from? Are, are you getting word of mouth? What type of marketing and promotions are you doing to bring new people in the door? Right. Well... We don't do much as far as paying for advertising. The little bit of printed advertising that we do is the three parenting magazines that I do photograph the covers for. I I get a half-page ad in each one of those. And those are distributed to all the public schools in the three counties that I shoot for. But those are not necessarily my clients either because it's it's just going out to all, you know, the public school parents. Um, So for those, you know, there's a lot of phone calls where I'm kind of weeding through and, and finding the one out of the 10 phone calls that actually is my client, you know? Um, but it's, I would say that most of my um, financially qualified clients I'm finding through my displays, like my printed displays in Florida Hospital, in the Women's Care Center, in Florida Hospital, and, um, and then also by word of mouth. I've got a question. Um, a lot of people listening, maybe new photographers are just getting into the business and looking back, not necessarily the biggest mistake that you made, but I know that you teach and you travel and you talk to a lot of young photographers. And, and what would you say is, is probably the, the biggest mistake or the most frequent mistake that you see photographers make when they first start out? They're doing portrait stuff. They're doing sales. And this is a thing that you seem to see a lot of that you're like, no, 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 that's, you don't want to do that that way. It could be sales. It could be shooting. It could be anything. But is there something you seem to see a lot of that people, that people do wrong right. or that they don't understand that you just wish you could be like, okay, if we could stamp that out, everybody would have an easier time? Well... Hmm. I would say turning over discs of unedited images um, for a super cheap price. And then the images on those discs aren't even uh, basically like they're not even narrowed down to like the best of the best. It's like, you know, a lot of repetition and redundancy. Like if I'm going to sell a disc to the clients, it's going to be the best of the best and they're going to be fully retouched and they're going to be beautiful. You know what I mean? I would never turn over a disc of every image that I took at their session. No, not every image. Um, because I just not. think it devalues it. When you give people a lot of stuff for a tiny bit of money, they don't see the value in it, and there is no value in it. Well, let me ask you another thing. You talked about your displays in the hospitals. 
I think that mm-hmm. that is so valuable, and I've heard that piece of marketing from several different photographers who over the all over the country who shoot babies a lot. If you were to give advice on somebody, and because we have people that'll be listening all over the country, mm-hmm. how what's the best way to approach these places to get that display that's bringing you so much work? Hmm. Well, the way I did it was I just went in there and talked to the people, and I kind of put it. I kind of presented it in a way that, and it really is just the truth, that it's a win-win for both of us. Like, they're displaying my work, which is great for me, but it's also making their facility look beautiful because they have beautiful prints hanging on their walls, and then also I, I give them some gift certificates for them to present to their clients. So it's making me look good because my work is on display in their facility, but it's also helping them as well. And I feel like I feel like that's the key right there is, um, you have to help them to, or at least present it to them in a way so that they know you guys are helping each other. It's not just you asking them to display your work for you. It's uh, here's what I can do for you. It's a partnership. Yeah. yeah. And what do you have to do uh, to maintain that? Do you, how how do you how often do you keep in contact with the people? Do you are you constantly bringing in new stuff and switching it out? Um, no, I haven't been. Sometimes I'll go in and add to it. Like I'll have a client that or somebody call me and say, you know this. This nurse at Women's Care Center delivered my baby, and she's super excited about um, your display there and loves it and was wondering if if you could put a, the picture of my baby in there. I'm like, heck, yeah. And so, yeah, so I'll do that. So we'll kind of add to it, and then I'll stop in, I would say, every couple of months and just bring them more business cards, you know, see if they need anything and, and chat with them there just to keep the communication going. How often do you have someone who comes to you because they saw your pictures at the hospital or, or the center and then well, specifically says to you, um, you know, I really like to have my baby on the wall <laughs> at the hospital. Right. Well, <laughs> my display in the Women's Care Center has only been in there for about six months. And and then my display in the, the Florida Hospital Birth Care Center has only been there for a month or so. And I'm starting, just now starting, like six months later, to get phone calls saying that they saw my work in the Women's Care Center. So it takes... I would say it takes four to six months for people to actually start calling you about it because they probably go in there, you know, half a dozen times and, and look at your work and, and then finally decide to call you. I just think people need, like, repetition. They see the work over and over again, and then they finally decide to call you. You know, that's uh, an excellent point, and I think that return on your investment for time and effort putting those up, it's good to give people expectations of that. One other thing yeah. I wanted to ask you, too, was um, you don't just shoot babies, right? Right, I do not. So right now, we talked a little bit earlier before we started the show, and you started to tell us a little bit of a promotion that you're running that's that's pretty mm-hmm. successful for you. And you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I was just telling you about that I'm running some Valentine's mini sessions right now. And it's just little quickie 15-minute sessions, you know, rose petals, tutus. And it, it, they're fairly inexpensive as far as the investment level. And they get 24 custom Valentines to give out to the little their child's little friends and stuff. Um, but what I was saying was I was excited today because more and more people are calling to book these. And I've probably sent out the newsletter about six or seven times. And this um, is by email that you're sending it out, right? Right, right. I'm getting less and less Facebook inquiries and more and more um, from the emails, the newsletter that I send out. Um, yeah, but this is from me sending out the newsletter. More and more people, like with the fifth and sixth email that I sent out promoting these mini sessions, 
people are starting to like flood in for them. It's it's really interesting because I thought, you know, I don't want to send this out again. I don't want to bother people, right. but it's like they need to see it repeatedly before they, and you just have to stay in the back of their mind, and then they finally decide to call you. It's really interesting. How people often, are just so busy. How often do you send out your newsletter? Um, well, when I'm promoting something, I, I've been sending these out like twice a week. But if I'm not if I'm not running a special or something like that, I, I send it out a newsletter like once a month. Yeah, I would be I would be scared to, uh, twice a week. I would be worried that suddenly I'm going to have people you know unsubscribe. Exactly. Yeah. As someone who Marking gets a, a, spam, a right. buttload of emails, uh, I mean, I probably get like a lot of us, especially those of us in business. I probably get 200 emails a day, and the large majority of them are just garbage. Right. In Junk, fact, I know. I, right. I've I've even missed sometimes a client inquiry for a little while because it just kind of goes in there with the junk sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I want, that is an interesting question. Like how much is too much beating somebody over the head with an email? Because I get, I'm on mailing list for several other photographers who are, you know, instructors and have educational stuff. And I, sometimes I just look at the email and I go, eh, I don't quite hate it enough to hit the unsubscribe <laughs> button, but I, you know, <laughs> right. at the same time I'm thinking, really buddy, you're getting awful close. So right. As right. a, uh, and since are you on any mailing list, non-photography related that you get, that you like when you get, like, how do you feel when you get, you know, stuff from, let's say, Target or any other place that you might shop? Like, do you look at those? Because I'm thinking that maybe we're a little too hard on ourselves as far as that's concerned. Because the people who want to unsubscribe, unsubscribe are going to unsubscribe. Yeah. yeah, you know what's really funny is I don't like any of that mail. I don't look at any of it. <laughs> so you just like to Which pay full price for thinking. everything. Yes, I guess. No, I just, <laughs> no, I don't, but I don't like... um I don't love getting email special offers just because I get so much junk mail and I don't have time to look through all my emails that the important emails, they get lost in the shuffle. And so I end up like deleting a lot of stuff without looking at it, which is why I was hesitant to keep sending out this Valentine's special. But um, it is, but it has been working for you. Yeah, it's been working. And I've been changing the photo in it and changing the text. So I'm not sending the same email over and over again. Like the one I sent out today, I just decided that tomorrow I'll do walk-ins at the studio for these Valentine sessions. No appointment, which I've actually never done before. No appointment necessary. Just walk in anytime between 10 and 3. And people have been responding to that and we're like, oh, I'm so excited. Cool. I'll be in. I'm also wondering, so, though, do you, do you feel in any way that many sessions will infringe on more complete sessions? I mean, I, I hear people say that they, they run into the problem where they feel that once they start doing some mini sessions, they get clients who simply wait every year for the yep. mini sessions. Yep. Right. Yeah. Do you, do, you, well, do, you, do you get any of that or do you sense any of that? Well, I, I did think about that when I first started running them, but I have found that I have certain clients that only come for the mini sessions, but Honestly, they wouldn't come to me at all if it wasn't for my mini sessions because they really can't afford my regular it's, uh, price. Uh, it's the, ne- the Neiman Market um, Walmart uh, the analogy again is that they, those clients you're getting new clients with that session, not not uh, sending down old clients to a lower price. Yeah, no, I don't. If my clients that come in for their regular portrait sessions and spend thousands of dollars, they don't come to the mini sessions. It's really interesting. Oh, good. Um, yeah, they really don't. Like, they're not interested in it, or they just, they don't need it. They come in, they pay for a regular session, and so it's a whole different, it's a completely different client list. I mean, sometimes there's some overlap, for sure, but for the most part, yeah, I don't think it, it devalues my work, and I don't think it takes away from my from my regular portrait sales. Megan, I want to say thank you. We're uh, getting close to the end, and I want to do a little bit more fun stuff before we stop, but thanks so much for taking the time to share us. 
what you're doing in your business that's working. So let's get over to something interesting. And we've done this before, but I want to ask you. I want to ask you two mm-hmm. different questions. The first thing, I want to know something that is going on in your business that you love, a software that you're using, a piece of gear that you're using, a technique, a lighting, something that you're doing new that is exciting to you. And then I want to talk about something that you absolutely hate in the photography industry that's driving you nuts right now. So <laughs> so what's something okay. that you're doing that you love right now? Okay, well, I have to tell you that I'm super excited that I just got Pocket Wizards, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but I've never... I've never had pocket wizards before, which is so dumb. <laughs> what have you been but using to trigger your lights? Well, I've been using the Alien B, the CyberSync ones, but right. they would work and then they wouldn't work and they were kind of inconsistent. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try out these pocket wizards. And they're the easiest thing. I, I was so excited today. I was just like, oh, just put it on a camera and turn it on and you're all set. <laughs> it was great. Which model pocket wizard did you get? I don't even know. It was the basic, like... <laughs> Wrong question. <laughs> yeah. It's the basic one that, like, you it's on or it's off, and you choose the channel, and that is all. Because that's what I told the guy. I'm like, don't give me anything complicated, because I will get frustrated, and I won't know. I won't use it. <laughs> well, I've, you know, a pocket wizard is always kind of in the gold standard in remotes, I think. You know, that... Yeah. You, I always... I here's the thing. Whenever you watch TV or whatever, and there's some... Pro- professional photographer or a guy doing a photo shoot or whatever, I always look they and he always, always, always has pocket wizards on his camera. I have seen yeah, well, what's I'm very the other excited one? because they're new to me. What yeah. are the other ones, the, uh, the, the ones that other people are using? I've seen the cactus ones is before. Is it Radio Popper? Radio, Radio Popper is the other big one. A lot of people are using those. And yeah. I, I know a lot of people that have gone over to the Radio Popper system, and Einstein's have them built into their lights, but I've had pocket wizards forever, and I bought the basic model, like you said, and I've just used them. In, and beat the crap out of them for the last seven or eight years, right. and they keep on they keep on trucking. So, and they're not. And the the my favorite thing, and I don't know if the newer ones that you have, Megan, do this, but with the other uh, wireless transmitters that I've used, they always use a jacked up one of those little round batteries. That's a real pain in the ass. Which I hate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then right. and then you also yeah. have to have so a annoying. screwdriver that and you've never seen before to open it up yeah, to get good, to the good battery. Luck, good luck getting it in your camera in the middle of a wedding reception. <laughs> and so the Pocket Wizards yeah. have that hatch that opens really easy and AA batteries on the oh, inside, yeah. which I've got a buttload of. Yeah. And that's one of the coolest things about them. Okay, Megan, truth time. What is something in the <laughs> photography industry that you hate? Is it, Listen, wedding, is it wedding photographers that, that make comments about your yoga? I don't, hate, I don't hate anything because I do yoga. Oh, my God. Liar. So, Liar. Go. I'm just kidding. Here I'm we go. Kidding. She's in one with the world. Wait, is that the age of Aquarius I hear singing this in the background? This is the dawn. Wait, Thank we can't you. sing it. That's, we don't have no, the copyright to you. We can't sing have the licensing. No songs. No Stop songs. singing. She loves everything, Gary. What's driving, you, what's driving you nuts, Megan? Oh, my. Tell me what's no, driving you nuts. No, but I will say one thing that does bother me in our industry is people who are, like, afraid to share information with each other because they see everyone else as their competition. Yes. And I'm completely the opposite. I'm like, yeah, sure, come shoot with me in the studio. You know, there's more than enough work for all of us, and we can all be friends. I have a philosophy but about that. That's the yogi in me again. <laughs> I have a philosophy about that. And I was the same way when I first started, and I would go to my local uh, chapter meeting, and I would see all these people, and I would be hesitant to share because I would think, well, I don't want to tell them my tricks and stuff. And then right. I turned a corner at some point, and I realized um, I didn't invent anything. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, there's, and there's, there's this thing called the Internet. And if someone wants to learn how to shoot with off-camera light, and they really want to learn how to do it, they're going to learn how to do it whether or not I tell them. 
You know, that's an interesting exactly. point. I've, I've actually t- been teaching a workshop before, like a live shoot, where I've set up the model, set up the light, hand somebody the, the camera I'm using to shoot what I'm shooting, and they still do it differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. The vision is so completely different. Somebody can emulate your style, but I didn't invent anything. But you can have somebody. I've had assistants that I've worked with several, several times, many times over several years, and they still don't do it exactly the way that I do it. Right. Everybody has a little bit of their own spin. And so, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Megan, because there are those people that I mean, they're just so closed off. Like somebody's gonna gonna take their ball away from them. And I think that that, that's the the dumbest thing in the world. And not only is that not true, but it is it, it it's holds you back from so much learning and education. Yeah, yeah. Well, and friendship and and people that you get to know and business yes, that you get through exactly. referrals and, and all of that. I mean, because if someone wants to be a good photographer, they're going to be a good photographer whether or not you help them. You're not going to stop them. You're not going to keep them from competing <laughs> you against you. You shall not pass. Yeah, they're, they're coming. They're coming. There's nothing you can do about that. So why don't you at least make a friend? Why don't you you know help them out? Yeah. And then guess what? Uh, they get a they get a call and they're booked that day and they send them to you. I have been um, gotten more positive out of my um, photographer friends than ever. I've had borrowed gear. Oh, we, yeah. We've recommended work yep. to each other when we couldn't do it. And it's been nothing but a positive experience to have other exactly. great photographers in my life. And not only that, I would go so far to say as, in, because you know, you're a dirty hippie and I want to make you happy as our guest, so I want to say this. Um, <laughs> passing on <laughs> what you know to somebody, sharing that knowledge, uh-huh. knowledge openly will bring you so many blessings both personally and professionally. I think that it, I it, absolutely it, agree. it makes you a part of a larger community and sure. it, it really is going to, it's a, it's a part of an attitude of open-mindedness that I like to talk about a lot. That's going to help you go far in life. I think you have an inner yogi in you. Gary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, I'm too <laughs> fat for yoga. But besides that, Megan, we got to wrap it up. We uh, are out of time, but gosh, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic uh, guest for us today. And thanks for sharing where online can people find you? Well, they can find me on my website, which is MeganHarper.com. But remember, my name has two Gs. And no H's. Um, no H's. It's M-E-G-G-A-N-H-A-R-P-E-R. Same name on Instagram, just Megan Harper. Same name on Facebook. And you just look for a handstand and you'll know it's me. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much for uh, letting us uh, grill you a little bit and for sharing everything. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day, guys. All right, bye. Love Megan Harper. Love her. And I and I don't know if I, I if we really are making it clear how into and good she is at yoga. Like when she does her handstand thing, I mean she does she she takes pictures, especially the stuff she does with another person, where it's like uh if you go to uh, if you go to Las Vegas and you go see like the uh, Cirque du Soleil and they have like two guys and they're doing crazy stuff where one guy's holding the other guy and he's on and he's on his head and he's doing all this stuff that you're like no human can do that yeah Megan does that stuff well if you want to find out more and see plenty of Megan's contortionist uh, yoga moves as well as her photography check her out if you just Google Megan Harper photography yeah, you'll find you'll her, find her find also on Facebook and Twitter and, and her the, work is fantastic and her work with children especially because I don't do anything she's the baby whisperer she man. really is yeah you she's know I've I've seen her do a, you saw her, I guess you probably have seen her too, do a live shoot where yes. she'll bring an actual infant in and she'll do the live shoot in front of a class. With 30 people watching. With 30 people in the room yeah. and yet she still manages to get something that I couldn't get on my best day. I like her and her work so much that um, she's going to be doing newborn portraits for our daughter. 
Yes, and what did she say when you asked her before we went on the air? You said, you said, when should we call you? She says when she's pushing. When she's pushing. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So let's wrap this up, Boo Ray. All right, we've got to wrap it up. We hope to see you back here next time. In the meantime, please be sure and tell your friends about us, tell your photographer friends about us, because we need your support. You can visit us on the web. Our uh, website is photobombpodcast.com. You can send us questions and concerns. It is questions at photobombpodcast.com podcast.com please visit us on the web and uh, send us any questions or concerns that you have because we love feedback from you guys and uh, until next time we'll see you then mm-hmm.